Surprise, surprise. Happy New Year. Happy New Year, Heffas. Uh, this is your girl, Ola.Miss.Lola. And welcome to this Black Girl Podcast. If you're listening to this, Happy New Year. Happy New Year. <laughs> uh, we definitely took a bit of a break, much needed break, because everybody knows the holidays are crazy. And this past month, at least for us, has been absolutely wild. No regrets. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Still not totally done with the repercussions of what happened in December. Yeah, we're still going through it, but whatever, whatever. That's life now. It's just become part of life. But as you can tell, I am accompanied by the mister. Welcome back. Hello. <laughs> for the last time in 2021. That is true. <laughs> My face dropped for a second. I was like, <gasps> gotcha. <laughs> but um, yes, for the final episode of 2021. Um, yes. Okay. So since it's the new year, everybody usually talks about this, but let's get into, I guess, resolutions. Resolutions. I've got a few. I don't, I have, I have a resolution, but I don't like them because it's just kind of like, like most people just be like, oh, I want to eat healthy. I want to go to the gym. I want to do this. And then like three weeks later, they're not doing anything. Yeah. Okay. So, so you're saying that people have dreams, but no plans. What are your plans with your resolution? (laughs) That part. Okay. I mean, shout out to accountability. <laughs> um, so my personal goal, I don't want to call it a resolution, but my goal for 2022 is to expand my personal businesses more because, um, and to also have this phone not going off during a recording. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> is this what you did? We'll find, we'll find out. <laughs> Um, just to expand my personal businesses because um, I have an online boutique where I sell custom and curated clothes online. Um, it's called The Batty House. Shout out to The Batty House. I've been putting in tons and tons of work since probably like two, three months ago, like up till like today, of just refining my website changing the whole thing from top to bottom, um, adding new products, developing products. We've been developing products that are eventually going to go out on there, um, rebranding. But the goal is to really carve out and dedicate a lot of time towards expanding that business because I love that business so much. And what I love the most is that it has a little bit of everything. Like it has cute clothes, it has like basic clothes if you don't want to be too like thotty yaddy yaddy um girl there's wigs you know if you want to switch your wig make him feel like you're cheating there's there's wigs (laughs) there there's um and there's skincare Mm -hmm. you know and it's all natural skincare all natural handmade perfumes like really nice stuff that i personally really like and that i will take pride in being able to share you know so i want to dedicate more time to it because I believe in it. Right. So that that's my goal. Not my resolution, but my goal for 2022. That sounds great. I mean, I always feel like, especially when people start for like the new year, oh, I want to start something starting January 1st. You need to start that like November 25th mm-hmm. <laughs> so that you can kind of build a routine into it. 
Right. So that it's easier to really stick to on the first moving forward. Yeah, what is it? You, I think it's like you're supposed to do it for three weeks and then yeah. it becomes a habit. Yeah, 21 days. 21 days. Mm-hmm. You got it. Yeah. So what's your quote unquote resolutions and or goals for 2022? Um, well, I guess the one that you're saying that, you know, you need to start a little beforehand, the one that I've been starting recently mm-hmm. is um, trying to start a good dedicated meditation practice. Yeah. It's been recommended to me a few years ago and it's something that I think would help, but I just never really sat down and did it. So, uh, you know, it's not that hard to take 30 minutes out of your day or whatever. And try to get some time to sit and meditate. Yeah, absolutely. Even if it's like 15 or 10 minutes, like to take that time for, to, to do something just for yourself is super important. Yeah, I like listening to... Um, John Cabot Zim or whatever, he wrote a book called Full Catastrophe Living that was like recommended to me when I was in therapy. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so I like listening to his guided meditations, but he says at the start of it, just by taking this time for yourself, you're participating in a radical act of self love. <laughs> That's cute. Yeah, it always like starts that. out saying stuff like that. Yeah, that's cute. cute. Well, it's just, I don't know. I feel like a lot of people um, are so willing to like drain out their time for other things. And it feels awkwardly uncomfortable sometimes for some people, me included at times, to like dedicate exclusive time for yourself. Well, I also think it's a problem too that like in today's society, like, I mean, for most of human history, there just wasn't that much stuff going on all the time. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You think back to like, I mean, to the fact that like, we had a farm like 10,000 years ago, like most of our history was spent like wandering around being kind of bored and not doing <laughs> a lot. So, you know, the fact that your, your attention is always being demanded now, I think, doesn't necessarily have, like, good repercussions in the human brain either. Yeah. Um, you know, I think once you get into, like, loops of intrusive thoughts, it's kind of really hard to break your way out and, like, find ways to focus. Mm-hmm. That's really why I want to try to do a meditation practice, because I struggle a lot. Is really because I want to do more artwork, and I want to do more, and in order to do more art, I need to practice focusing. Meditation right. is a way to practice focusing. I mean, that's fair. That's yeah. fair. I'm, I'm hoping it'll also knock on to help me with like another goal is to take a good solid tolerance break, which I've been struggling to do for like half this year. Yeah. Um, this one is I'm starting it November first. It's the meme new, new year, new me. <laughs> We're doing it. Okay. I mean, I mean, why not? I believe in you. I support you. Thank you. I mean, nobody's perfect. It happens. What I think the intention is is just as important as the execution. Yeah. So having wanting the intention behind it is good. But like if you don't execute, then it's like, mm. but if you have the intention and you also do try to execute and you happen to fail, it's like, okay, that's fine. You can pick up the pieces and learn again. Yeah, it's progress, not perfection, right? You always exactly. wanna, this is just your latest attempt or whatever. Right. Um, I was gonna say, okay, what's what's your pet peeve of hearing hearing as a resolution? Hearing as a resolution? Yeah. I don't know. Give me an example. I need to understand. Like when people are like, "I'm gonna go to the gym starting January 1st. That's me. 
That's you? I mean, if it, well, wasn't, if it wasn't COVID times, I would already be going to the gym, but, but I need different. to start working out. But that's yeah. different. You, you've had the plan to go to the gym. You're not waiting until the first to go to the gym. And, and also, I'll say when it goes to the gym, when it comes to going to the gym, like, I'm not necessarily a great weightlifter, but I have, like, made a plan and followed a plan. So it's not like I'm going in half cocked, just being like, oh, I'm just going to jump a bunch of machines or whatever. Like, no, like, I, I understand having your routine, knowing what your sets are, trying to compare it each week and improving. Right. But I'm just saying you're not you're you're also not waiting for a specific date to get healthier. Yeah, know? I guess so. It just it just conveniently <laughs> Jan- almost January. So it's like all right. Right. It just kind of falls into it. Well, I don't know. Like for me, I hate or I shouldn't say that I hate. I don't hate. I dislike when people are like, oh, I'm going to start this business and da 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 da. Because it's like speaking from an entrepreneurial mindset, it takes so much work to start a business. So, like, and if we know anything about social media, like, you know, friggin' gatekeeping girl boss, like, they make it look all pretty on social media and be like, download this guide and you can be making six figures in 30 days. Like, it's not like that. (laughs) And it's even more so harder if you actually don't like what you're doing. Like, if you don't like what you're doing, if you don't like the work that's involved in order to grow and succeed your business, like if you're not willing to throw that kind of work behind it, it's, it's just even worse. So when I, I don't know, I could go on forever about this kind of stuff. I mean, yeah, I definitely understand that. Like as someone who works in a creative field, I have a lot of people talk about, they want to pivot to this and that. And it's like, guy, it's not easy to like, it's not that I don't believe that people could mm-hmm. be like, hey, I want to start doing cr- something creative. Like I want to go into art or I want to like do whatever yeah um later in life because like there are a lot of my favorite artists that started later in life even ones that are currently alive and working so yeah, my favorite illustrators have done that of course but, like you got to understand your starting position you got to understand like where all the cards are and where they're all, they've all been dealt just being like oh i'm gonna do it it's gonna happen is like so well i agree i was gonna say like there's so many times i'll see on a post like on instagram or something that'd be like don't wait to have that business plan just do it and it's like (sighs) like i (laughs) i cringe when i see it because i'm like i understand where they're coming from in the sense of like don't sit around until you have the perfect plan to execute and to try to start or manage your own business but like have a plan. <laughs> have an idea of what you want to do. Okay, okay. I'll be I'll be <laughs> honest when it comes to entrepreneurism and starting a business. Yeah. Like, I know for a fact that the biggest reason why a business goes under mm. is because they don't have enough capital. They weren't capitalized at the start enough, right? And so there is a big advantage if you're somebody who's like a trust fund baby starting some side business and turning it into a real thing. Yeah. That, like, like that extra money does help a lot and so i kind of feel like sometimes i listen to these people who are like start a new business it's easy it was like yeah for you when you got when you got your daddy's loan of a a small loan of a million dollars i let donald trump like yeah for you it's easy to start a business but here's the yeah it's it's easy because having that capital you can pay for certain things to get done marketing logo making website building 
um, having that kind of infrastructure put in place for this business idea that you want to execute. A hundred percent. But if you are not that trust fund baby, you do not have that capital, you don't even have a business plan. Yeah, yeah. Like, bro, you're setting yourself up for failure. But I, I also mean like if you're one of these people who don't who don't come in with a glut of capital, it's also like you need to understand that and you need to understand that it's gonna be different for you when you start a business. You can't exactly take advice from some people. You gotta see how they went through and did their business and then see if you can even try to replicate that. Absolutely, but like you have to have a thorough idea. Like like usually when I have an idea, I try to put pen to paper so that like I don't know, visualizing it helps me understand how realistic it is or is it because like even and just doing a little bit of like research and development R&D is super important even if you don't have like a formal business plan have a research and development if you're you working with a product how much does that product cost is it going to ship from from Canada or is it going to ship from the U.S. is it going to ship from China especially with this whole um which we'll call it uh the whole shipping issues that are going on right now right global shipping issues like you have to find out like are you going to be the type of business that needs to inventory stuff or is it stuff that you can um you know put together and make as an order comes in like there's so many other little um smaller working pieces that you have to think of before you throw something up online and you're like we're open for sale and then like you happen to get somebody who's like oh this seems awesome i want to buy it you get your first sale and then you don't know what the fuck to do yeah i mean i'll, right? I'll say i'll say from someone who does more like services because i do some freelance artwork like yeah one of the little things that a lot of people get tripped up on like just an example of little things you need to think of mm-hmm. uh is price because if you don't know how much people charge Obviously, if you overcharge, people aren't going to, you know, buy your stuff. Mm-hmm. But also, if you undercharge, people won't take you seriously. Oh, That's yeah. a big thing in the art world. There's a lot of people who come in and they will, like, charge pennies on the dollar for their work. And it just makes you seem like an amateur. Mm-hmm. And then people are like, sure, okay, whatever. But that just means that you haven't been working for very long if you think this is the kind of normal pricing, right? Right. Uh, yeah, it's just, it's wild how, like, little things and little things in presentation can, like, matter so much. Absolutely, but I was gonna say, going back to the whole, the value thing and the pricing, pricing is important also because, like, with you, it's different because it's a service, whereas mine is more of products. Like, if you don't price, no, no, not to say- Mine's one of a kind, that's the difference. I give one of a kind service, there's no replacement. Same. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm just saying with products, you're always talking about stuff. Unless you're doing like something custom, custom. That's exactly what I was about to get into. Yeah. But um, I was gonna say with like custom work, you have to understand and like put into that pricing, um, your time and effort and your labor. Like a lot of people will want something super custom, one of a kind. Oh, can you make this? Blah 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 blah. And you're like yeah sure but when you give them a quote that's like 80 100 200 for something and they're like what the fuck i I could go to walmart and get this for 20 bucks it's like all right okay then go to walmart because i'm not walmart i don't have a warehouse full of workers and freaking like ordering millions of products from china to have a cheaper cost 
right? Like my my costs are a lot more, therefore I have to charge a lot more because I have to factor in supplies, time, and labor. Yeah, and it's also like if you wanted something from Walmart, you would have bought it at Walmart already. That's what I'm saying. Like, so like I feel like sometimes people try to do that to like badger down somebody to be to like try and make their service cheaper. Like, oh, well, can you do it this one time for me? No, stick to your guns, stick to your prices. Like, family discounts don't exist in my world <laughs> because I feel like when you do start doing like family discounts, friend discounts. Um, people start to devalue your work and take your, you know, take you, don't take your time as seriously. Kind of like what you were saying, when you people undercharge, they don't take you seriously. I feel like the same thing can apply to like products too. Yeah, for sure. And yeah, public perception is weird like that. Um, I will say, uh, I remember listening to an interview with, uh, oh man, I forgot his name. He's the guy who uh, first drew like Spawn. Oh, I don't remember. Uh, it's something McFarlane. I think. Seth, no, it's not Seth McFarlane. Scott? Maybe Scott. I, I'll look it up. I'll Google it while we're talking. But I remember listening to him in an interview, and he's saying that like the, one of the most important things that people don't know about negotiation is you have to be willing to walk away. Oh, absolutely. It's, it's not a away, negotiation. Yeah, if you're not willing to walk away from the table, that's non-negotiation. So when these people try to come up and they try to get discounts, they try to discount your work or say oh, I could go do this somewhere else or whatever. You just go, okay, see you, bye. Yeah. Negotiation over. Like, if you're saying you, there's no way you're going to pay my prices, then we have nothing to talk about. It's Todd McFarlane, by the Todd way. Todd McFarlane, thank yes. you. Um, no, I agree, I agree. Um, I forget the guy who I heard that same thing from, but it wasn't Todd McFarlane, it was somebody else. It was like some FBI agent. Um, but yeah, in terms of negotiation, if you're not willing to walk away then it's not a negotiation. Same thing about like having a market. A lot of people will think like, you know, I have to compete with all of these different people in order to have a place in a market. But it's like, no, you have to cultivate your own community to have a place in your market. Because what you have to, to offer and what your value is, somebody will see and appreciate your value. And if you're taking advantage of somebody, like let's say you're getting something from the dollar store and you're reselling it for like eight, twelve dollars. And then when people get it and they realize, oh, this was from the fucking dollar store, this is garbage. <laughs> like you people will know will will eventually like know you for what you are. Bruh, is what I'm trying to say. So I, it's like I get that, but honestly, some of these brands are literally that though. Oh yeah. Like, that's sure. one of the things that's so sneaky about today is there are there are places that literally they just sell you on the brand that's it oh yeah for sure for sure for sure and i mean like and it's hard it's really hard especially now with everybody so brand conscient i don't even want to call it conscientious because it's just like a lot of brand aware like there's so many brands everywhere everyone's gotten good at like brand analytics yes and there's definitely with like social media like a personal brand that didn't exist before for sure but i was gonna say the struggle is like people struggle to to disassociate a brand with quality Mm. they think like oh you're a famous brand or you're a well-known brand or you're known as a luxury brand that it will equal quality true right like um, I'm not even gonna drop the name because like I don't want to be shady or anything like this and I actually like 
irate what they're trying to do as a brand and they're still I'm gonna assume that they're still growing and learning and whatever but there was a black owned brand that I made a purchase from earlier in the year and I was looking forward to the to the item um, you know, I was like, oh, this is so cute. I'm going to, you know, I love supporting black businesses anyways. This is a win-win. Wonderful. Blah, blah, blah. I get the item. The packaging was okay. And then you open it and then the, what it was wrapped in or whatever, a little, left a little to be desired. I was like, ugh. And then the actual item itself, like, I looked at it and I was just like, this doesn't feel like it's worth what I paid. Like, I was expecting a much nicer quality than what I actually received. Yeah. And I was slightly disappointed. Like, do I still enjoy the item? Yes. Do I think it's cute? Yes. But it's not that cute. But it's not... Like if I was, it's not the price line cute. It's cute. It's cute. I probably would have bought it, but not at the price that I bought it for. Yeah, is what I was trying to say. So I like, so it left a little bit of disappointment that I was like, and a part of me is like, is it because of the color I chose it in? Maybe if I chose in a different color, it would look nicer. But like, it probably isn't. Probably yeah. just like that's the quality and it just photographs well or and or the brand is using more premium quality for their samples and then they give you the not as nice or more basic quality item. Or they just know how to use that Photoshop. I don't know, they also have video too. Oh fair. Yeah, that's what I was like, oh, like, like I said, I'm not going to name the brand because I'm not trying to drag nobody. Everybody's attempting to do something. I just, just having that experience reminds me personally, like when I sell stuff that like, I try to do like a little above and beyond so that when somebody gets an item, at least for me, it's like, oh, this is nice. Or this is this. Like, I love the fact that I get feedback from customers that tell me like, oh my gosh, your packaging's so cute. Mm-hmm. Oh, this is so nice. This is so cute. I'm really happy with, like, I love it. I love it, love it, love it, love it. Just because, I don't know. You're so funny. We have such different views on this. Maybe it's because <laughs> of the clientele and the client base, but I'm just like, fuck it, gouge them for every dollar. I don't care. If I, can give, if I can give them stuff that, like, I finished a day and a half and they think it took me five days, I'm like, good. Like, <laughs> I mean, I feel like that's different, though, because, like, when it comes to art, art is subjective and like not everybody can do the same things. Like like right now you're working on a, an art piece that I probably could never, even with like paint by numbers. No, okay? you, you could. It would just take you a long time to get good at painting first. <laughs> but what I'm trying to say is people are paying for your experience rather than for your well, they're paying for your work, but they're also paying mostly for your experience. Like, they're paying for the fact that you have, like, years and years of experience that you can do something in a day and a half that looks like it took five days. Yeah, that Bob Ross quote where they're like, <laughs> how can you do a painting in 20 minutes? And he's like, no, it took me 20 years and 20 minutes. You just caught the last 20, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And so, 
Um, but yeah, I've just, I don't know. I've been, I guess, inspired by you a little bit to lean just more into like my custom bag. Like before I was doing a lot of curating because, um, aside from the personal business, as you know, I have multiple little side projects. I have a full-time job. (laughs) I'm mom. Um, so like I have a lot of things on my plate. So definitely I kind of was more like, you know what? I'll curate my boutique. I love shopping anyways. I'll have cute items, blah, blah, blah. But like over time, a lot of those items I've been seeing like on other boutiques and other places. And it was feeling less, less, um, you know, less unique. So I am really happy that I'm kind of more leaning into like my custom bag and doing more custom shit and having things that are a hundred percent like different you know i mean i want to push you all the way to making your own stuff i know you know how to make clothes oh i know how to make clothes i just bro you need to buy me like a five bedroom house <laughs> so i could have one room just to, just as a sewing room then if that's the case yeah i know but we'll but still you know yeah it, but i'm just gonna say it takes time like if i could be sewing and making like outfits and dresses and stuff like full time I would easily do that. COVID, COVID, COVID fucked me in that sense. COVID fucked me in that sense because like I was low key ready to start like redoing like prom dresses and stuff, making custom prom dresses for the girls. Mm-hmm. But you know, COVID went long and canceled prom for all the little teeny pops. Yeah, that's true. So sorry, girls. Maybe next year or the year after. <laughs> Try making something else if you ask me. Honestly, if I really want to put my effort into making stuff, like it's gonna be wedding dresses. Yeah, why not? Not in this house. You seen my messy ass kid and that cat? Everything's covered in fur. <laughs> no, I don't want to put it down. I don't want to play it off like it's not something possible. It's definitely possible. It's just not right now. Yeah, I'm not it. ready for it right now. Not in 2022. 2023. Mm, maybe. It's not a 2020. It's not 2022 New Year's resolution. What you're saying? It's definitely not for 2022. Not for 2022. Wedding dress is not for 2022. <laughs> Absolutely not. Yeah. So. But I don't know. All that with that to say is like you want to start a business there's nothing wrong with starting a business i encourage people to want to work for themselves rather than work like work for other people but if it's not for you and you enjoy just being able to clock in do your work clock out and not have to deal with additional responsibilities and wearing multiple hats that a business owner usually has to do then like that's okay too you know everybody has has their thing and entrepreneurialism is definitely its own thing but you have to be honest with yourself whether like that's really your thing or not because I see a lot of people that are like oh yeah I'm totally gonna do my own business and I'm like bro no you're not <laughs> yeah no, no, you're, <laughs> no not. you're not <laughs> uh yeah I definitely I definitely feel that I think trying to be honest with yourself is definitely pretty hard to do uh, especially in these times because it's like there are some things that people like just as like a hobby but you can't really turn it into like a professional career 
mm-hmm. you know it just it just doesn't work out like that for people yeah absolutely absolutely just because they either lose the joy in it or they're not really good at the other business aspects that get involved once there's like money exchanging and whatnot very true um, i see i see that a lot with artists where there's a lot of people that are good artists but bad business people yeah yeah and uh they just don't know how to do it and who man uh getting an agent helps a lot in that regard but getting an agent's hard especially yeah. when you don't have a lot of scratch to start with for sure for sure yeah um but yeah i don't know like I'm just glad that a lot of people around me are like over the whole like I want to maybe be an influencer. I have over a thousand followers. I should be an influencer. And it's like, I think there's a lot of people who now know that the, the influencer game is uh, real toxic and real grindy, and a lot of people don't want to do it anymore. Absolutely. It's I, become I, super toxic. Well, I think a lot of people kind of uh, wanted to be influencers the same way that a lot of people wanted to be artists, which is they just saw it as an easy thing to do that they can make a lot of money and maybe get famous at. That's how they see any, that's how a lot of people see anything in business. Like, as you know, um, uh, a person I know is trying to start a, a boutique. Actually, a couple of people I know are trying to start boutiques that are a little, I don't want to say similar to mine, but like they want a similar in the sense of being a boutique. Right. Other people want to start going to a similar line of business that you've already kind of established yourself in. Yeah. Like an online business for sure. Yeah. Um, but like they're struggling just to even source vendors. They're struggling to have samples. They're struggling to make logos. Right. They're struggling to build websites. And a lot of times when like we share conversations, they'll be like, oh, could you help me with this? Oh, could you help me with that? The one goal, the one accomplishment I am very proud of for this year, 2021, is being able to say no. Oh, y'all don't know the joy, okay? I've been free from people pleasing. The joy I feel in saying no and not even like before I used to say it and I would feel bad. I feel like I'm killing somebody. I'm so sorry. I can't do it. Like now I'm sorry. My plate's pretty full right now. I wish I could help you, but I can't. And I feel no ways. Oh, I feel so free. I feel <laughs> like y'all don't even know those shackles. Oh, beautiful. Beautiful. Say but anyways, those people are struggling and they'll occasionally ask me for help. And sometimes they'll be like, yeah, I can help you with certain things and give them tips and tricks and whatever. But like the other side, mm-mm. I'll just be like, no, if, if it turns into them wanting me to actually like do work for them, for their business, especially when there's no money attached to it. No, no. Yeah, that's what I was about to say is, no. uh, Definitely, like, usually I'll tell people, like, yeah, if you pay me, I'll do whatever you want. (laughs) You know? Um, But definitely there's a lot of people where, I don't know, just knowing how much you can help people and what you can't help them with and what you can't help them with is also definitely something that takes time to learn. Oh, for sure. But, like, my whole thing is you can help 
And, and it's funny because like my mom used to tell me this saying all the time: "You can lead a horse to water, but you can't make him drink." You can help somebody all the way to the to near the finish line, and they still fumble the bag, yeah, and still fuck it up. Like I've seen, I've seen a few of those happen today, where you're like, "Okay, now do this." They've done it. Okay, now do this. They've done it. Okay, you do this. They've done it. Okay, now do this. They've done it. And you're like, all right, well, it seems like you can follow instructions. I trust that you can get it to the finish line. And then they crash and burn. Yeah. And I'm like, woof. Sucks to suck. Sucks to suck. I don't know. But then it's just kind of like, but it goes to show like, okay, with help and guidance, you can be successful. But like on your own, you can't. And that's like something you have to deeply introspect and look at like yourself to be like why am I struggling where am I struggling what aren't my strong suits and what can I do to overcome those strong suits well I think it's also a question of like or those weaknesses I should say there's a lot of people who they'll you know they'll do the one they'll, they'll go through the checklist yeah and then when they get to the last thing and you want to push them over the finish line it's like they they fumble and then they're over it they're just yeah. done. Yeah. And a lot of times it's like you don't succeed on your first try. It's not your first, it's not the first person you talk to that, you know, gets you the job or whatever. It's not mm-hmm. the first client you ever get that's your big sale. Like that's not how it works. It's it almost never it almost never works like that. Absolutely. But a lot of people well, not even a lot of people, there's a number of people that I've been around that will like have the best idea, money making oh my gosh, this is a game changer. I'm going to be rich overnight. Revolutionize the industry. (laughs) Yeah. And then it's like, okay, great. Why don't you go attack it? Oh, I don't have all the necessary tools to get it started. I don't want to do this. Oh, I have to do this. Oh, but I need... Like, they they will be their own biggest downfall because they just self-immediately start self-sabotaging. Yeah. Because, like, I'll I'll listen to the idea and I'm like... That's great. That's great. You know, that's wonderful. You should like, you know, lay out your plan, come up with proof of concept, see if the social medias are available and start, you know, start, you know, grinding on that. Oh no, I need capital. Okay. Yeah. So I have to go see if I can, I have to network with people to see if I can get capital. Do you have a business plan to network with them? Like, do you have the plan? Oh, no, no. I was just hoping, you know, I have to get to know them first. I'm like, but do you have a plan? Well, you're going, you're <laughs> like, going into business, not finding a date. You don't need to get to know them first. Oh, like, oh, like, my gosh. Like, <laughs> like I, I hear some 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 people's, like, thought process and logic, and I feel bad because, like, I understand, like, my questioning can be considered as criticism. And I don't mean to be critical. I don't mean to be critical, but, like, Usually when I bounce ideas off of somebody, it's because I want them to think of stuff that I've never thought of yeah. so that I can be better prepared. And so that's usually my, where my brain automatically goes to when somebody's giving me an idea and I'm like, okay, well, have you thought of this or da, 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 da. And it's like, oh, I don't need to worry about that right now. Blah, 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 blah. And then I just kind of get the, the hint like, okay, so this is just an idea. Yeah, this is, this is not that serious. <laughs> this is not that. This is obviously not as serious as you yeah. you think it is. You know, revolutionizing the industry or whatever. Yeah, for sure. I definitely have had friends that are like, you know, they have a hundred different ideas for a business, but they never start any. And there's always an excuse for it. I don't know. Even like, 
I have friends that'll be like, oh, you know, try to teach me some art stuff. And they'll be like, oh, what programs do I need? What do I need for this? What do I need for that? And it's mm-hmm. like, bro, you need a pencil and paper. Calm down. <laughs> like, there's not there's not a secret to China. You know what I mean? Like, the fundamentals of this, like, they yeah. apply across mediums. You don't need to have anything big and fancy. If you're waiting to have a big, fancy computer that can run big, fancy Photoshop, like, you're waiting too long. Right. You can go to the dollar store and get some paints and try to start figuring some things out right now. Absolutely. Absolutely. Like, man, I don't know. I just feel like my, because, like, I know one of my weaknesses had, has, I want to say has slash had been um, follow through. Because, like, I'll juggle so many things that something will fall to the wayside and then, like, I just, like, drop it because I'm like, oh, it's too far gone, blah, 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 blah. And I've been doing a better job at trying to pick things back up and be more accountable for them, which is, I think, super important. Um, but a lot of people are scared of that. A lot of people are scared of fumbling, making a mistake. Um, well, you, the secret the secret is, right? Yeah. If you never finish it, then you never failed. That part. That's the secret, <laughs> right? The secret is if you never finished it, you never have to accept that you like went out, did your best, and it didn't work out. I mean, I guess, but like you could say that about never starting either. <laughs> I'm just saying, but that's actually what it is for a lot of people. A lot of times it's that the fear of failure is so overwhelming that they continuously put off finishing something mm-hmm. because then it can't fail. Because then they always, and when I say can't fail, I mean it like they always have an excuse for why it failed. That's not them. You know what I mean? I it's know, always, but, oh, this happened or this happened and then this and this and oh, okay, so the project failed. Yeah, but I, it's funny enough because the, the, the people I deal with, I get the, they don't start the project and then that way they they don't have that fear of failure because they never started it. And then the excuses are, oh, I'm busy. Oh, I'm doing this. Oh, I'm doing this. Oh, I, you know, I got caught up in this or whatever. I mean, not starting it is the next evolution. Then not getting out of bed <laughs> is like the final form. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, but yeah, I don't know, man. Like, I mean, not everybody is meant to do business and that's fine. That's totally okay. Um, if you do choose to work for someone, just make sure that you have a good contract and that you're being paid a livable, a livable wage. Yeah. That's, and that's, <laughs> here's, here's the secret about contracts. If you learn your contract, it's also stuff your boss can't do to you. Yes. Contracts, um, definitely in art, especially like a lot of people get scared, scared of contracts, but contracts are your best shield. Yeah. Contracts are 100%. supposed to be built to benefit both sides of the party. It makes both of you get fucked up with the law. Nobody wants to get fucked up with the law. That's yeah, That's the exactly. secret about contracts. It's both of you kicking each other in the knees. Yeah, but here's the thing. Sometimes, though, some contracts will be done so sussy. Don't, like, then you don't sign those contracts. I know. I know. I, that's I will the thing. say. Here's, that's my one tip. If anybody who... Okay, if you don't want to have a business and you want to just work for other people, whether they are your clients, whether you are an employee or whatever... Always, always, always question open and like loosely worded clauses in your contracts. Because I remember I had a contract with a company I was working for many years, um, but they had one part in my contract that was like something like roles as assigned. Mm. 
And I was just like, oh, whatever. Cause you assume that the roles as a sign falls under what you, what you do as your job. And I was asked at some point in time by a horrible, shitty ass excuse of a manager to do something that was definitely like not supposed to be in my job description. Yeah. And I said as much, I'm like, I shouldn't have to be doing this. Like this is not in my job description, blah, blah, blah. And then they came back to me with the stupid fucking contract with that rules as a sign clause in my face highlighted. Oh, due to this clause, we can assign additional work for you to do blah, 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 blah. Mm, you know what? I would be like, mm, can you? Cause here's the thing about contracts that's fun. Undefined terms and discrepancies go to the person that signed it, not the person who wrote it. Because the person who wrote it knew what they meant. The person who signed it didn't know what they meant. So realistically, I would have been like, does it? Does it mean that? <laughs> because I don't I don't see it as doing that. Yeah, but here's the thing. They were assholes at that space. Yeah, like, I, if they're assholes, they're assholes. But I'm just saying like, that. Because like, I pushed back on that. I pushed back on that. And they were just like, oh, well, da, 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 HR, blah, 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 blah. Like, honestly, I hope that person's sitting on a bed of thumbnacks, thumbtacks right now. <laughs> like, that, I hope they are mildly discomforted. I hope they have an itch on their back that they can't reach. I hope that they choke <laughs> just a little bit. <laughs> right? Like, like I, don't want, I don't want horrible things to happen to them because I, I honestly don't, like, I try to never be that angry anymore. But I wish you at least mild discomfort. Yeah. I hope you go to the store and they don't have your favorite chips. Yeah, like stuff like that. Yeah. Shit like that, you know, where it's just like, I hope, like, you know, certain things tick you off like that. Just, ugh. Um, just because you're not very nice. But that doesn't mean I have to also not be very nice. True. <laughs> um, but with that being said, let's, we'll wrap up this episode. It is a new year. Y'all, y'all enjoy your new year. Relax, you know, eat something delicious and sweet or savory or whatever. Give your loved ones a hug. It's a new year. Hopefully one day COVID will be over. <laughs> One day, maybe COVID will be over and we'll be able to do more things. But with that being said, I look forward to future content being brought with you guys. I look forward to uh, future episodes. I have a lot of plans for this Black Girl podcast. We are still technically on a hiatus. I just missed y'all so much that we wanted to record another episode and just drop it like that. Drop it like it's hot for the new year. Um, but with that being said, again, I'm joined by the lovely mister <laughs> and it is your girl, Ola.miss.lola. You can find me on Instagram. You can message us at this black girl podcast on Instagram and on Gmail. And with that being said, have a wonderful start to your new year. Happy new year. Bye.